What's Up Whittier? Welcome to What's Up Whittier, a homegrown podcast. A podcast to showcase Whittier's businesses, personalities, and hidden treasures. Hey guys, producer Christine here with this week's Community Cork Board announcements. Every Friday from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., we have the Whittier Farmers Market, presented by the Whittier Uptown Association on the corner of Philadelphia and Bright. Guess what, guys? It's still summer, so bring your family out to enjoy a movie in the park. On Saturday, August 4th, the movie is A Dog's Purpose, and this will be at dusk. Get on down there, bring your blankets, bring your pillows, bring some snacks, and don't forget to clean up your mess. And also, if you get there a little earlier, there is a craft that the kids can do. Again, this is at Parnell Park, 15390 Lambert Road. And also, put in next month's movie into your calendar, September 1st, Star Wars The Last Jedi. And since it's still summer, that means we still have a few concerts in the park. On Monday, July 30th, the Society will be performing Top 40s at Central Park 6537 Friends Avenue. And then on August 6th, head on over to see Einstein Band playing reggae. And on August 2nd, come out to see Cold Duck. They'll be playing Latin and Top 40s. And on August 9th, Time Bomb will be there with 1975 through 1985 hits. Also, I know we are only three months away, but guess what? That's three extra months of training for this year's, that's right, Whittier's 9th Annual Spooktacular, a ghoulish 5K that starts at the Whittier Community Center, 7630 Washington Avenue, and you run through Uptown, you run down Greenleaf in the Historic District. It's a lot of fun. It'll be Wednesday, October 27th at 6 a.m. For more details, go on to their website, Whittier5k.com. Also, are you subscribed to the Sustainable City newsletter yet? Well, I am, so I will definitely just roll down the list and give you some information. On Sunday, July 29th at 1 p.m., celebrate the 150th anniversary of the Bailey House, Whittier's oldest house, which was built in 1868, with music, weaving, and spinning demos, old-fashioned toys, free ice cream, and tours of the house. This will be presented by the Whittier Historical Society and Museum. And you can go back, I think it's episode number 10, it's like really early, Um, but it's an episode that we had with then the current staff of the museum, which is really cool, a lot of Whittier fun facts. And one of my favorite fun facts about the Bailey House that I remember from third grade is that when Mrs. Bailey ever needed help at her house, she would hang out a white sheet on the trees in her front yard and her daughter all the way in downtown LA. Okay, can you imagine with no development, none of these ficus trees everywhere, none of the freeways, you can see clearly from downtown LA to Whittier and she would see the white sheet, get in her horse and carriage, her buggy, whatever, and they would come out to Whittier and we would help her. So I think that's a really cool fun fact and you can see that house this Sunday. On Thursday, August 9th at 6.30 p.m., come out to see Visual Acoustics. Photographer Julia Schulman captured the work of nearly every modern architect since the 1930s, bringing iconic structures to the attention of the public. Preview the documentary again August 9th, 6.30 p.m. at the Whittier Branch Library, 10537 Santa Gertrudes in Whittier. Alright guys, really short and sweet this week, but if you have anything you'd like us to mention in the Community Corkboard, send us an email at communitycorkboard at whatsupwittier.com. If you're interested in sales, advertising, I don't know, um, questions, random questions, you can email Christine at whatsupwittier.com. If you want to get in touch with Remo or Jesse, you can follow their social media. Remo is at Remo the Realtor, Jesse is at J2Architects. 
um, on Instagram, Facebook, and their website. Check it out. They're really cool guys, great professionals in their career. And if you have any friends who has never heard of a podcast, tell them, hey, it's 2018, we have fake news, whatever, um, propaganda everywhere, but this is a real show. This is a real podcast. And if you follow our Instagram at What's Up Whittier, I, producer Christine, actually go to city council meetings so I can inform you, the listeners, you know, what's kind of going on in our town. And through that way, I'm able to meet a lot of different people in the city and have them on the podcast, which is really cool. So if you are a supporter of local government or anything like that, just head on over to What's Up Whittier, follow us. That'd be awesome. Again, tell your friends, listen to the podcast. If somebody's never heard of Whittier, tell them to listen to the podcast. If you have a business um, and are interested in being on the podcast, let us know. And I think that's all. I think that's all I have for you guys. Um, all right. Take it away, Justine Remo. Whittier, Whittier, Whittier. That's a great intro, Jesse. Can we get something better than that? <laughs> What's up, Whittier? That's right. And to those on <laughs> watching on the Instagram Live, that's right. We are here at an hey, awesome location. Uh, probably one of the best taco places here in Uptown Whittier. JC's Kitchen. Thank you. Oh, man, you gave it away. Uh, well, we'll let you guess. Don't look at the, <laughs> at the sign behind us, but we'll, we'll let you guess where we're at. There you go. So we have uh, two guests with us today. Jesse? Yes, we do. Jesse's well, busy uh, taking I, down uh, the tacos already. No, no, I'm not busy taking down the tacos. I'm busy preparing the tacos that we're going to be uh, talking about today and featuring on our, yeah. on our um on our podcast and one of the things for those that are on live since the tour del taco was really popular that's right. if you want to share what your favorite tacos were we'd love to get the, the live feedback right then and there so um, so with that well, with, take it away Jesse well with that said so today we're here at JC's Kitchen and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hopefully I don't butcher the names last names <laughs> It's Justin Arellano. Yep, you got it. And Juan Carlos Salazar. Yes. Salazar? Right? Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Welcome, guys. Uh, thank you Hi. very much for having us. Our pleasure. So, so tell us about JC's Kitchen and who you guys are. So basically, uh, I met Carlos uh, at flight over there. I started working there, and then he eventually came on, and that's where we met each other. And uh, we've always, we probably cooked for about like four years there, and then I moved on and went to a couple different places, but... We've always uh, wanted to, like, do something together, you know, as far as when it comes to the restaurant. Originally, he was going to go to El Salvador and open up his restaurant there. Uh, and I was going to go down with him, you know, chill for maybe three, six months, help him open up, go surfing a little bit. But, uh, but then plans changed, and we found this place here. Yeah. And we decided to open up a place right here, yeah. right up here in Whittier. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about uh, you guys meeting each other at flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you guys both cooks uh, or chefs there? Cooks, chefs. Yeah, Justin had been working there for for about eight months, maybe. Yeah, I, about eight months. Um, I was coming down from another restaurant and also trying to do my internship from uh, Le Cordon Bleu, nice. and that's when we met. And yeah, we we kept our relationship. You know, we always kept in touch. Even when he moved out, we would always like hang out and talk about, you know, what would we do you know differently if we had the opportunity to actually do something you know like new and we had the power like to be our own bosses and yeah you know but but so you guys work together side by side at the kitchen yeah yes. yeah yeah we're yes. together there 
Yeah, you know? actually, uh, yeah, we, we worked there for, for a while, huh? We, then we worked at another kitchen together as well. And, really? Uh, uh-huh. And then uh, finally here. So you guys got on a journey together, I mean, so you guys, you know, not, this is not the first time you guys were actually yeah. working together. Yeah, well, opening, opening up, like, a, a restaurant has always been, like, a goal of mine, but <laughs> I've never really wanted to do it with a partner before, because you, know, you hear stories, and especially, like, if you open up a business, any business with yeah, your friend, man. like, you're just like, oh, it kind of ruins friendships sometimes. Yeah, so yeah. far, we've been okay. <laughs> yeah. We've been good. <laughs> but, uh, but I think the biggest mistake that people make is that I worked with him for four years already. I already know how he works in the kitchen, you know, what buttons not to press and what buttons to press yeah. certain times. So I think with going into that, like working together here, opening up as business partners, like it was a lot easier to just basically move from that kitchen to this kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And we both really think the same when it comes to just running businesses and just the kitchen mentality. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty easy so far when it comes to working with another person. So well, who left first and who's following and who's leaving and who's following like uh i left flight uh probably first because then i started working in hotels i worked uh for hyatt for marriott um Mm -hmm. a couple other restaurants and then carlos stayed there until the end until he moved here so he was the chef there eventually he moved up became the chef Mm -hmm. and uh yeah his last day was his first day here (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah what a way to transition uh it, it was. It, it, it was. Um, it, it's been very uh, a lot of work, but um, I gotta say that um, all of it it's 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 a blessing. It's it's good. It, this is the place where we wanted to do it. Um, Whittier. We looked at other cities before this even um, when we were just talking about the idea of doing a restaurant. We were you know looking into uh, probably doing something in Long Beach. We looked at uh, properties in there. We looked in Downey, mainly Downey and Pico Rivera. Yeah. Um, but we, um, all the time, we were focusing in, in Whittier, mainly Uptown Whittier, because, I mean, we, we both work in Uptown Whittier, and we kind of know the people in Uptown Whittier, and we've, we felt that connection with the people. We just wanted to do our own, you know, um, magic with food, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you're right. I mean, it's one of those things where, like, um, uh, with any chef, you know, any restaurant, uh, you go because you like their dish or the way the the style of the way they prepare the meals or presentation, all that stuff, flavors, how they mix things. And so, uh, I'm pretty sure you guys had a following. Mm-hmm. And so, when you guys transition, you know, people would come over and say. You know, now I'm ready to try. You know, whatever you guys are kind of preparing now, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a good way to look at it because um, there's such a tight little community here in Whittier that uh, you know whatever you're doing. In this case, you guys are doing tacos, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whatever you're doing, there's always going to be that support, not just from like the community to come experience what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. but also from fellow uh, restaurant owners oh, yeah. uh, who are also going to be behind your back and saying, you know, obviously pr- push you to continue to kind of raise that bar, right? Yeah. Kind of do Correct. good things. So, And we uh, saw one of them here 10, 15 minutes ago. That's right. Walked in. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so I think you guys chose well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So far, it, it, I, I think we did. Um, so, so far, you know, like the, the feedback from people, from all the locals, even the, the businesses around here, are supporting us a hundred percent you know that they they love what we're doing we love what we're doing so it's it's great nice so so uh explain to us or give us like a quick snippet 
or a snippet of, of what is JC's Kitchen. What, what kind of food are you guys uh, uh, preparing, and what's the inspiration behind the food? Um, well, uh, honestly, it it, it it was like. Uh, it was like uh, it, it, it was it, it was a lot. There's so much to say because in our original menu, what we wanted always wanted to do, and and I think that's what the the ultimate reason why we we decided to partner up is because every time we talked about food, it's like when you talk about music. You know, we were always on the same page and what we wanted to do. Um, our main um, idea was Latin comfort food, which is it's still going to happen here at Jace's Kitchen, um, but. You know, tacos were the easiest way to to just put something together like fast and and you know where we wanted to do it our own way. Like every taco, pretty much um, has its own flavor, its own presentation. Every taco, you know, even putting something so simple together, it was like a lot of ideas tossed around. You know what we wanted to do. But um, we we are definitely going to be doing uh, more uh, dishes, more formal dining. Hopefully, we're working, as you know, um, beer and wine. Um, and I think that's going to wrap it up once we get that beer and wine uh, license. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a little bit of um, uh, Justin is a half Ecuadorian, half Mexican. I'm full Salvadorian, so as you can tell, a lot of the the toppings and items that go on each taco, you know, come from a little bit of our background and, and other things that we wanted to to get from other like South American cuisine and all that yeah. stuff. So we we have three tacos in front of us. Do you want to explain what what is it that Jesse is like inhaling well, right now? <laughs> this one's burning my mouth actually, which is really good. I, I love heat. Uh huh. It's is this a raja? So that one, yeah, that one's the raja. Yeah. So normally chile rajas isn't that spicy because it's the same chilies you get in chile rellenos but every so often like the cases of chilies pasilla peppers we buy are spicy so yeah, this so one spicy. happened to be spicy <laughs> yeah. so sometimes you get them they just like bell peppers you know yeah. they have that nice kind of sweet flavor uh-huh. other times they're like jalapenos when you're biting in you're eating like a, <laughs> a taco full of jalapenos that's probably more the jalapeno one but yeah that one's the chile raja so it comes with like pepper jack cheese that we put on the tortilla so it's like melted uh-huh. while it's uh-huh. cooking then the chile rajas and crispy onions on top and the corn salsa. That was really good. Yeah. It wasn't spicy for me. Maybe you got... I got the spicy You got the spicy bit? <laughs> put the extra like on dying, that. <laughs> But this is your number one, right? I mean, I, I, I follow you guys on Instagram, and there's other accounts I follow, mm-hmm. and everybody keeps talking about the Rajas tacos. Like, yeah. between And it's funny, because, I mean, that one's a little bit more um, Mexican, because when it comes... Uh, from dishes, my grandma, growing up as a kid, my grandma would always make us rajas for breakfast. You know, she would just serve us tortillas with chile rajas, with cheese and onions, and that was it. So I honestly, we were thinking of vegetarian options. We, that, we can make it vegan by not putting cheese. And we were like, what can we do? And I told him about that. And honestly, I didn't think it would be that popular. I didn't really think people even knew what it was. But even, like, non-vegetarian people, they love it, and they order, and they order, and they order. That one and the barbacoa, those are our two top-seller ones. Which is this one? Which is that one, yeah, the beef barbacoa. Go ahead, Jess. Yeah. That one we uh, Explain to us. Did you already have one of these? <laughs> no, I you know, Oh. Okay. <laughs> I was like, where did the other half go? Because <laughs> that was one of the ones at the Taco del, Tour del Taco. Mm-hmm. And that's the one when I was here I ordered. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was incredible. I, yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, by far that one definitely is the top seller. Drajas is a little bit the next one, but yeah, everyone that comes in, 
they always look for carne asada. And when we tell them that we don't have carne asada here, they're kind of like, like, what kind of taco place is this? (laughs) So we're like, we have, uh, the only beef we have is a barbacoa. Try it. Trust me, you'll like it. So they try it, and of course, they love it. So that one we braise overnight for like about 12, 14 hours with peppers, spices, chilies, and, you know, it's slow cooked overnight. And you have a curtido on it? Yes, that's... The Salvadorian Yeah, we, we have a Salvadorian uh, salsa, the one that you uh, normally find in the pupusas, uh-huh. and also the Salvadorian curtido that you also, I mean, I've changed the recipes a little bit um, from that way they are made traditionally in, uh, in El Salvador. But yeah, it's, it's I and really the, love it. For those non-Salvadorians yeah. or, or non-Hispanics <laughs> like Remo, <laughs> what did you call it? It's, uh, uh, it's called curtido. Oh, but okay. it's it's a ca- it's a cabbage that you see on top, and uh, you guys do something different because I saw you put a, a radish on it. Yeah, we we pickle some radishes with uh, with some uh, habaneros, mm-hmm. uh, lemon juice, and a little bit of uh, vinegar, and that's what we uh, put on top as as a topping. Well, my wife comes here. I just tell her get the meat tacos for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't go into all those details. Mm. Eva actually said on the Instagram for you to bring her some tacos. Okay, <laughs> I will bring her some tacos, please. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you guys talk about the tacos, but is that all you guys have on the menu, or do you guys have anything else? We have a burger. Remo ha- has, or at least his wife came in the first time, and she yeah. did order the burger for him. <laughs> so we do have a burger, and we also have a salad, which feels a little bit out of place at a taco shop. But um, they, both of those items sell... Not as equally as the tacos. The burgers are, are you know, they're selling a lot. Um, maybe because now that people are trying them and they see the quality of the meat and all the all the ingredients in it, um, you know, that they, they come back and they, they get it. We have a lot of customers that come in for the burgers all the time. Yeah. Where does the, where does that come from though? Because you're right. You talk about tacos and burgers like, like. They don't mix. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The kitchen's confused. Where, where, where does that come from? Is it just something? Well, that comes from our original idea that we kind of wanted to do more like uh, South American Latin food. Into so we were going to do like plated dishes. So one of the ideas we had was like, okay, instead of just making a regular burger, uh, let's do kind of like street style. You know, where you get the hot dog, you get a bacon wrap with the veggies and everything. So that's kind of what we do here with the burger. You know, we had that sautéed uh, onions and bell peppers. And then the bacon, we have avocado in there. So it's kind of more like a, I definitely have a Latin influence on there. And we just really liked it. And we're like, okay, I know it's out of place, but let's just do it. And especially because we grind our own meat, like we do everything as fresh as possible for the the burger. the spread is also a Mexican crema with chipotle mixed Mm -hmm. in it. So it's like, it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nice little kick to it. And then as like, when we make our uh, menu we're thinking okay we have all these products what can we use uh, the most you know to get the most out of everything that we have so when you look at the burger basically everything that's put into the burger we use that for either other tacos so like the beef is the same beef that we use for the barbacoa from the burger of course prepared differently yeah. but we know like okay we could use everything we're not going out and buying something new just to make that burger mm-hmm. so everything we have is we're actually our inventory's pretty low because we utilize everything mm-hmm. it's lean it you guys are running really really yeah, lean yeah. Yeah, it's good yeah. i mean yeah the veggies we also use it on the on the chicharron the, the chicken chicharron taco yeah. um the chipotle uh the chipotle crema we also use it on the on the fish taco 
Then we have the um, the mojo. We use it on the salad, and we use it on the, the chicken. On the chicken. So we try to utilize and then just combine like different flavors with nice. you know different ideas that we put together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you started with tacos. Which direction or what other items could we expect that's going to be added to the menu? Oh, well, least recently we had, like, a flauta special, a chicken flauta. So uh, that was really popular. Yesterday, like, we had probably another, like, 10, 15 people come out because we pretty much sold out during the lunch rush. And they were asking, oh, do you guys have the flauta? Like, oh, sorry, we sold out. And then today we had a few people come in also. So we're definitely thinking of putting that one on the menu. And then also ceviches. Like, we usually make ceviche for ourselves because we get tired of eating tacos. So we'll make different kinds of ceviches. And uh, this Friday probably we'll be putting together a ceviche. And we're looking to kind of either change it or do different kinds every every Every, Friday. Every Friday. Yeah. Especially with the summer mm-hmm. coming up, it's yeah. a real refreshing. And then we were throwing around some ideas uh, when it comes to desserts, you know, because we had a few people come in, they like have a sweet tooth, and after they're done eating their tacos, they're like, do you guys have any sort of desserts? We're like, right now we really don't, but we were tossing around like, um, thinking of maybe doing like an empanada, either stuffed with like uh, fried bananas or in El Salvador, you guys have it with, uh, it sounds weird. With sweet red beans. Uh, sweet beans. Red be- so yeah. they actual like beans, but they cook Getting it down excited. with sugar. <laughs> so if you ever had like Korean food, they have the red bean, right? It's uh-huh. a dessert, and it's, but it's literally beans. A lot of people don't realize that, but I guess Salvadorans have. I've never had it before, yeah. but well, the my way he says it makes it sound good. My wife's from the Salvador. Oh, okay. And it, everything, I mean, yeah. So she's always, her big thing is the platanos, and it's like, mm-hmm. my uh-huh. kids love the platanos. I'm not a big platano kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's with sour cream, beans. beans. Uh, I mean, show whatever comes in that place, she'll mix it. I mean, yeah. it, like for them, Primo, it's like, um, it's kind of like a tortilla, right? Like, at least for me, it'd be. Yeah, it's like a pita bread for me. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can blend it in with everything. And I'm like, man, it's like, um, so yeah, it's very flavorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does complement, you know, other other flavors, I guess. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome, man. So, uh, so, so, are we gonna see a pupusa down the road sometime, or? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know about a pupusa because <laughs> that, that'll be a first in Uptown. It would yeah. be, but it's it we be. were talking about it, but pupusas are a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah so a lot of work, and and the tacos as it is, you know, it, it's it's starting to become a lot more work too because yeah. we want to add more items. They go with uh, with the concept that we have right now. We actually want to make it up to ten tacos. Um, gradually, I, I think right now we have what seven seven tacos. Yeah, yeah. We want to make it up to ten items, but carefully choose them and and keep that quality um, into what we're gonna be doing. So the flautas, obviously, we've seen that really good response from people. That might be another um, another item that we want to do. Um, also, since he said, you know, um, a lot of people walk in asking for carne asada. We do want to make carne asada, but... I don't it, know. It, you're, you're not convincing me on that one. For us, well, le, and let me tell you why. Because to us, it's, it's about being more creative and, and be able to to put our talent into yeah. it. Um, and we don't see that in carne asada. In the um, end, you go to carne asada place, I mean, okay, maybe they may have some different marinades. But for the most part, it's just it's steak. It's the same, You know, yeah. like kind of cut steak up. Steak and know? salsa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, and if we do, we're, gonna, we're already talking about what toppings we would like to put we would basically turn it into like a really nice gourmet taco um, but it's not something that we're super crazy about it because then you're we're gonna have 
you know, people just ordering that and not really paying much attention to all of the other tacos that we have that we think they're great and, and we want for people to actually appreciate all of those. And then eventually probably put like a really good carne asada taco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say scratch it and focus on something else. Because <laughs> uh, you're right. For me, when I go to a taco place and it's the first time I go to a taco place, I, I stay away from the asada because, again, it's not really... And also depending on what kind of cut of meat, right? Exactly. Right. That's the exactly. most important part. So for part. me, I know it's a good spot when they have a really good al pastor. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I'm just funny. Hinting. It's funny you bring I'm that up. We, we, we've been talking about that. We've been talking about pastor, and we were looking at different ways to do it because, I mean, of course, traditionally they put it on that. Yeah. You probably, yeah. that's actually came from, like, yeah. uh, that area when they immigrated to, to when Mexico. It's, uh, what is that thing called? Like the... The spit, we the call spit. it. It's a spit, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So where they make the shawarma. Shawarma, that's what it is. Yeah, but we're, we I don't had have. It yesterday, <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> so we're thinking of ways to do that because we don't have that machine. Of course, that's the best thing if you yeah. get that. You get that nice char on the on the edges always. But so yeah, we're definitely. I mean. I guess you hear, heard it here first. There might be a pastor coming up. Yeah, sometime we're just working on, on the best way to, to fire it, to fire it, to make it worth it for us and also for the customers. Yeah. Nice. Were there any tacos that you guys had on the menu and just didn't make the cut? Or you said, you know what? These what are, are the yeah. shrimp? The shrimp. Really? Yeah. yeah. Time sensitive. If, if, you, if you can't sell it, you know, in the period of time where it's still like nice and fresh, you know, it's it's... It wasn't worth it for us, and it wasn't worth it, you know, to serve it for the customers. So we changed for from shrimp to fish, and the fish definitely did a lot better. Nice. Hopefully, once we're, you know, we have more people coming in, we can add the the, the, shrimp. the shrimp or maybe put it as a special, or we can just move the product right away, mm-hmm. and it will be nice do, to do have. Do you guys ever disagree on what should be on the menu or shouldn't be? Like you had a taco or... All the, all the time. <laughs> yeah. All the time. But I mean, we, we talked about, we talk about food. We're, we're prepping all day. We're cooking all day. We're, we're here all day. Basically, like spending time all day long and that's all we do. Yeah. Believe it or not, we talk about what we can add or... And we're always kind of like disagreeing to what we would do but then once we put it together you know you know we we kind of agreed whether it's good or not good but you know we we always uh look for each other's um approval and in a sense you know like the flavors the presentation you know how we want to execute it i mean but we always keep that respect you know like oh make it this way or some sometimes you know if if i don't fully trust what he's telling me like he'll put it together and be like oh this is what it is and it's like oh now it makes sense you know so we kind of do that a lot mm-hmm. so yeah. if, if there's a tie who breaks the tie is there someone else in the kitchen that tries it and says <laughs> no you know for the most part we, we, always we just keep making it until we both agree on it for the most uh-huh. part we're pretty pretty good at doing that like one thing that uh he wanted to do a chorizo taco and <laughs> he wanted to do it salvadoran chorizo you know i love the mexican chorizo you know it's mm-hmm. a very a lot of paprika is very finely ground, mm-hmm. and then he, his Salvadoran cheese is a lot different. There's mint, there's bell peppers, there's all these different things. Red peppers, things. tomatoes, yeah. spices. And in my head, I was like, man, I don't want that. Like, I want Mexican chorizo. So for the longest time, like, we were arguing. We did over argue a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, whatever. I just gave it, like, you know, just make it and we'll taste it. And now, honestly, that's probably one of my favorite tacos. <laughs> I eat that one all the time, you know. Well, here, well, that's good you guys bring that up because. Is there is there like a compromise where you say on the menu you have you know south of the border chorizo 
in south 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 of the border chorizo <laughs> <laughs> like two chorizo yeah, yeah. Like two, two chorizo tacos you know and yeah <laughs> like different different styles huh? uh, I don't know think yeah. about it because yeah. it's uh, I, I, again we get two different flavors uh-huh. um, depending on obviously how you guys make it it could be even you know step, uh, step above mm-hmm. you know on flavors and then Whatever you do on top of that, right? Toppings and stuff like that—that yeah. that could totally change it. Correct. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's funny you bring that up because we just yesterday we changed the way we serve that chorizo taco. Oh, really? With yes, we uh, since we had the flautas, uh, we made a um, avocado puree, and so we thought you know with this avocado puree we could actually add it to the chorizo taco, and you know um, change it a little bit from what we've been doing in the past two months with it and we were extremely happy nice. so even we were already happy but now I, after I had it this morning for breakfast I was even happier once I, I put that avocado uh, puree on and it and that's what we had right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah uh-huh. no, I've had it before and this time I mean they're both good uh-huh. yeah um, if you didn't explain to me what it was I would have been mad <laughs> you would have ate it in your mouth <laughs> it was yeah. good it was really good but but talk about the. I think one thing we didn't we didn't discuss is actually how you guys make your tacos because they're all handmade. Oh, yeah. They're all yes. specifically made, right? Yes. I mean, can you talk about your process? Yeah, it's uh, well. Basically, we use maseca, just maseca and water for our tortillas. But um, it it was kind of at the beginning it was hard because we were eyeballing every single tortilla. You know, we were just rolling it. Uh, and then we came up with the idea that we needed to um, we needed to weigh each tortilla. So each tortilla weighs about two ounces. And then um, you know it, the, the the process of the tortilla is probably the most complicated about our restaurant, I would say, because we have to make a lot of tortillas. We have to keep up with the production. The busier it gets, the more we have to do it. You know, it takes you know it takes a lot of time and prepping. You know, making the masa, from making the masa to rolling it and then pressing it. Yeah, because so. you guys have your own press that's pressing each yeah. individual. Yes. Yeah, we actually yeah. bought a second one because oh, really? it's been getting busier. And usually <laughs> we just have one guy rolling, one guy pressing. But now it's like, okay, we need one guy rolling, two guys pressing, or two guys rolling. And, yeah. you know. But, yeah, it's been getting definitely busier. And the biggest thing is, like, since they are fresh, I mean, like, every time you order a taco, like, we throw the tortilla raw uncooked masa already pressed on the grill or on the plancha so sometimes people you know they wait a little bit longer but it's because we're cooking it fresh like every single time and so far we've never really had that many complaints as far as time wise I guess they're understanding with the quality of the food and everything like that so and that's the thing I mean when you have something that's handmade Mm -hmm. uh, and specifically made for you Mm -hmm. um, it's gonna take a while correct um and for those that complain, then you could send them out to a food truck. So you go, go to the taco truck. Yeah, because we, we don't have tortillas just sitting there, you know, until we get customers. Basically, when we get that ticket, that's when we start prepping each taco. Nice. Yeah, nice. Just got to work fast, though. As soon as we put that on, just work on everything else and yeah, try to get that as, out as quickly as possible. No, that's good. The, uh, on, on a busy day, let me ask this question. On a really busy day, how many tacos do you guys normally 
pump out on a busy day like when Remo shows up today okay well we could be for like the tour de taco that we yeah. did oh, that's right yeah oh man that, that was, was that was intense because for most of that it was only me and one other person we were supposed to have a third person but i didn't think it would get that busy until like around <laughs> five o'clock yeah. so uh the third guy didn't come in until it was almost over oh. but that day i think you look at him you're cleaning up everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean we did at least like i think when i was looking at the reports like 150 transactions and I, at the taco reports i think we did about like 350 tacos wow yeah like luckily i prepped ahead a bunch of tortillas but at the end of the night i was like down to maybe only like 20 or 30 tortillas left and did you guys think you would get that many no i honestly didn't think so i thought like okay there's 22 or 24 other restaurants like you know, People we're, are gonna get full. Yeah, <laughs> or like we're pretty new. Like you know, they know like a lot of other restaurants' names, so I figured they'll go there first. But where they were handing out all the the start, I guess, of the Tour Taco, the the numbers and everything, it was like right down the street. So I think they're just saying, "Oh, go to this one first. Go to this one first. Yeah. So yeah, we had like a line outside our door. It definitely was uh, a, ch- a challenging day that day, but got through it. Yeah. Everyone was really happy. What What's a normal day? A normal day will do probably about like uh, maybe about 100 to 150. Oh, so still out there. Yeah, it's yeah. still out there. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, what I was saying. The keep up with that uh, tortilla yeah. production, it's, it's hard. Yeah, you know, yeah. because you can buy a pack of 80 tortillas, you know, for three bucks. But we're, you know, to do a day like that, we probably have to do about an hour, an hour and a half of work to actually Just make the masa, to roll them and to press wow. them. So mm-hmm. that's where it gets very critical. We have to stay on top of it. At any point, do you just say, forget the press, get the tortillas? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, man, why did we ever agree to do the handmade tortillas? It's like, it would be so much easier just to do the other ones. Diana's tortillas. (laughs) But it it makes a big difference. I think think that's the biggest compliment because people like different tacos, but they always compliment the tortillas um, because of how fresh they are. And the biggest thing is, like, there's a huge... Like you said, there's a huge difference in the texture. You could tell. And there's people that have never ever, ever even eaten fresh tortillas like that. So when they eat it, they're like, what kind of tortillas are Like, are these tortillas? Like, yeah, yeah they are. It's like everyone's so used to the store-bought ones, yeah. which are super flat, basically just nothing as far. It's just something to hold whatever's yeah. in there. Yeah. You know, it has no flavor. It has nothing, really. But when they eat these tortillas, they're like... Is this like a... A pita bread? Yeah, pita bread. <laughs> like, what are you guys using? You're like, no, that's an actual tortilla. That's how they really should be. Yeah. And like you said, like, all we use is maseca, which is literally, if you look at the ingredients in the big old bag of 50-pound maseca we buy, it just says ground corn. That's all it is. And water. So we don't add salt. We don't add... A lot of places use this chemical... Um, Xanthan gum. Xanthan gum, which makes it more um, durable, like you could... More stretchy, but it does change the whole texture of the yeah, tortilla. Yeah, the flavor is chewy... Know? So ours is just Cracks. water, water and, and maseca. And that's why it's pretty delicate, so we have to make it, like, every day. We can't have it sitting there for that long. We have to make it, sure it's wrapped very, it dries very, out. very well. Yeah. And a lot of people come in just wanting to buy tortillas, oh, and we yeah. always have really? to turn them down because, I mean, the minute we, uh, we start just selling tortillas, you know, we're going to be backed up just cooking tortillas, yeah. and yeah. we're not going to be come, able to. Come here an hour early and <laughs> roll them with it. Yeah. <laughs> Rose Riesline here, owner of the Collab Inc. We are located in the heart of Uptown, 6709 Greenleaf Avenue. Um, We're a collaborative co-working space, the first one here in Whittier. We have undedicated workspace, private cubicles, conference room, and private offices coming soon. We also will be hosting networking events and business development workshops. So we're super excited to have our professionals and entrepreneurs come in here and co-work. 
the underscore collab underscore ink for Instagram. And then on Facebook, we are the collab ink. You can find out what we're all about and see our schedule of events at thecollabinc.com. You can also learn about our membership prices, fee structures, daily rates, and event space rates. We are a two-minute walk from our parking structure on Bright Avenue. Come sit with us. So we uh, we we turn down a lot of people because they see like oh handmade tortillas they come in oh do you guys sell tortillas it's like yeah but it's with our tacos <laughs> like we don't just sell tortillas yeah. so. sometimes maybe if we get like the place next door if it goes up for lease or something that'll be our tortilla factory <laughs> yeah. if someone wants to buy tortillas we'll do those there but yeah it's uh, definitely a, a, a challenge to make those tortillas I had a friend who he does like tortillas but. You're saying, like, the whole process is literally like a, a rolling mill. So it's, like, these plates, and he's, like, in order to do it, like, that's really the only efficient way. Like, if you're yeah. making them hand by hand, trying to do that and cooking them <laughs> on a planche, yeah. like, you'll be stuck there for hours, you know. You'll never send out your tacos. So, yeah, we kind of stayed away from that, making tortillas nice. to, to order or to buy. Yeah. So what are your, your two favorite tacos on, or items maybe on the menu? Well, mine's is a chorizo, which I was very against at the beginning, but it turned out to be my own. And then uh, probably the the potato. That one's a little bit more of the Ecuadorian side, because when I was uh, in Ecuador, we have these little potato cakes called yampigachos. And my grandma would always make it. It's like just potato, cheese, onions, green, uh, potatoes, cheese, and green onions. And then you kind of like pan fry it, so it's like these little potato cheesy cakes. So I thought like, okay, let's take that and turn it into a taco so we actually put it in a tortilla and fry it so it's like a crunchy taco and it's oh. served with an ecuadorian curtilo which i never knew like every growing up i heard curtilo and i always thought it was just basically tomatoes onions cilantro that's our curtilo and then i heard like oh salvadorians have one also so it's isn't, that, isn't that pico de gallo similar to it but it's sliced and we use vinegar instead so pico de gallo is everything's diced and they use usually lemon or yeah, lime yeah, juice. Yeah, that's right. So and usually there's heat in it also. Yeah. Ecuadorians don't like heat at all. Really? So yeah, yeah. Ours is, has no chili in it. It's actually we put sugar in it. So it's a little bit. So it's sweet. Sweet. Yeah. sweet. So yeah. it's usually served with that and a peanut sauce, salsa de maní. So that's why we add peanut uh, peanut sauce to our tacos also. Wow. Yeah. Man, that's, that's a lot of flavors in one taco. Yeah, and we is. use brown sugar for it, so you get that little, like, that flavor of the molasses on the brown sugar. It, it's nice. just all over the place. That taco is really good. That's what I usually snack on whenever I'm really hungry <laughs> and I cannot get anything. I, I will always yeah. throw in eat a, it a fire, just throw a it in yep. that's it. And that's what I eat. That's what I snack on almost wow. every day. So is that your, your go-to? or I, 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 That's probably what I eat the most when it comes down to tacos. That one and, and uh, the barbacoa taco. I gotta say, barbacoa is really good. It's really good. Mm. Have you guys thought about putting it in a burrito? We did think about it, but um, then you have to make beans, you have to make rice, Uh, you have to do like a a lot of other things. And maybe eventually we would like to do it once we have the need to, you know, when we uh, formalize maybe the menu a little bit more. If we serve beans or if we serve rice, we'll definitely add more items. um, Here's the need right there. Well, do you guys eat beans? Is the beans yeah. like a big thing? Uh, well, in Ecuador, not really, actually. No? Like, beans, uh, like, we'll have it, but it's not What's really... What's, like, the side dish that you guys use? Soup. My grandpa, is like, no matter what he's eating, like, he needs to have soup first. That's, oh, really? like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, well, any particular soup? Or no, just... we have over 500 different kinds of soup in Ecuador. So, it's, like, 
any kind of soup, but for him, every time he comes in here, he always asks, do you guys have soup? And sometimes we'll have it because we'll make a, ourselves a little bit of soup. Yeah. So I always have a little stash for him. But, uh, but yeah, but when he was talking about the beans and rice, because we were actually, another one of our things that we want to open up for breakfast. So hopefully uh, when we uh, open up for breakfast, you know, that's when we have beans and rice with the breakfast place. Because we kind of did that for the car show. We opened up earlier in the morning. We did a special, like, four breakfast items plus our normal menu and it went out pretty good, good also you know yeah do you guys have the yuca with the uh, with chicharron for no. breakfast <laughs> <laughs> no we have a, we had a huevos rancheros chilaquiles huevos con oh, chorizo man. and uh, we, is, uh, well, we well I didn't see that on the Instagram oh, yeah. was it mm-hmm. she has posted it was one? only for the car show it was only for that morning uh-huh. I think we probably did post something I don't know but, uh, I don't think it's posted or else I would have been here <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm a big uh, I'm a big chilaquiles uh, kind of guy, uh-huh. and so uh, I guess next time I got I gotta watch out for when he is posted. Yeah, do you, that guys, do you uh-huh. guys have special menus like that for certain events that, or certain um, things that come up? Yeah, well, like for that one, we uh, did that little special event. Uh, my mom actually celebrated her 60th birthday here like a few weeks ago. So that time we did a special menu for them. Actually, we didn't even do tacos for them. She actually booked the whole restaurant, and we did like a estofado, so it was like braised meat with carrots and a lot of veggies. We did a chicken, uh, chicken drumsticks. We braised it with like chipotle peppers, and of course we had rice and beans and guacamole. We did a ceviche that day, and so we did that one. And then we had like another catering event one time, and they just wanted nachos. They had our tacos before, and they're like, "Can you guys do nachos?" And then they're like, "For how many people?" It was about fifty people. And we're like, yeah, sure, because she loved the barbacoa. So we did, like, um, our regular nacho or tortillas with, like, cheese sauce on it. We did uh, barbacoa, the same barbacoa you had in that taco. We used that as, as the meat. We had the avocado guacamole. We had the chipotle crema. It actually turned out really good. That's she had two big trays, and she, she really enjoyed people? them. For 50 people? Yeah, for yeah. 50 people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a big nacho platter. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did two big. No, we did three yeah. big, yeah. big wow. platters. Yeah. Man, that sounds good, actually. Nachos. Yeah, you gotta get the top portion because at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, once we get that beer license, you know, beer and nachos, uh, yeah. oh, great. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, obviously, we had we had some of your awas here because that's also on your guys' menu. Yes. Right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your awas. Uh, having your Jamaica. That's a cherry. yeah, cherry cherry Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we basically boil the flowers uh, with a few cinnamon sticks, like I was explaining to you. And then um, we had, uh, we, we were going to actually take it out of the menu, the, the Jamaica, because it, it wasn't really, um, it wasn't really selling like the other two uh, awas that we have. But then uh, one day uh, we had uh, Chef Ricardo, Ricardo Diaz from, uh, from Colonia Publica. Mm-hmm. And he was just, you know, he just said, you know, like, just get a little bit more creative, try to add s- something else to it. And, you know, I, I just brought it over uh, to Justin's um, attention, and I was like, oh, you know, like, he just said, like, add something else, you know, because Jamaica is hard to sell. Um, it's hard to sell because there's really nothing really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And so um, we decided to go with, with cherry. We used to make a cherry sauce for one of our desserts at a different location. Oh, okay. So then we said, oh, you know, we, we remember that uh, cherry sauce that we used to make? What about if we add that? And then we put it together, and it was... We were happy with it, so uh, that's what we did. And then uh, the cucumber, it was Justin's idea because he had it like at a, like at a food fair or something mm. like that. And he's like, "What about if we make a, a 
I tasted it. I was lemonade. like, it was good, but like, I bet you we can make it better. Like, yeah. what if what if we we make that? And honestly, I thought it wasn't gonna be the top seller compared to horchata. I thought horchata was just gonna sell like yeah. crazy. But cucumber mint lemonade, uh, cucumber mint lemonade is by far the the top, number one top seller. Yeah. And we go, sometimes I'll make it like a batch of it because we make uh, 18 quarts. That one batch is 18 quarts, a big old camera like this big. Yeah. And sometimes we'll make it like one day and two days later, it's all gone. We're like, where'd it go? You know, like, or a day later. It's Who's gone. drinking it on the side? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then we get so many people coming in and be like, oh man, this would taste so good with a little bit of tequila in it. I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> that would taste really good. You have a nice stash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that, that's really good. So uh, again, I had the the Jamaica cherry, yes, which is really good. Um, if I had to choose between one or the other, I probably the the cucumber the one, cucumber mint, mm-hmm. just because of the the mint. Like it has like a, a the aftertaste of it's the mint. It's very refreshing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they're, they're both good. I mean, horchata. I think horchata for me is is horchata. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you guys have anything special on it. We add uh, we add vanilla to it. We uh, we roast the rice with the cinnamon for about an hour at 325 degrees. Um, we add chocolate, abuelita chocolate to it. We add vanilla to it, and we also add la lechera caramel. And we add a few other uh, a few other like little things uh, just to make it the way we we like it, and you know it's it's yeah. like a mix of, well, I, I gotta say it's probably more Salvadorian, but it, it's it's a little bit in a different direction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that those are the main ingredients that we add to it. So even your aguas are are kind of craft. Yeah, we put yeah. a lot of thought into like even the awas, and because when we were doing it, we we're like, okay, we don't want to just sell. I mean, it would have been amazing if we had beer and wine right now, because yeah. so we're like, okay, we can't offer beer with tacos, so what can we do? Like, okay, let's do awas, but let's at least make it interesting and special so people order it. And honestly, we have sodas, we have only like Coke, Sprite, and Fanta, but those just stay in the in the fridge because like everyone <laughs> yeah. always orders the awas, yeah. you know. They we really had like vendors, it. we had uh, Pepsi come in you know that with their product you know and just telling us how much we're going to maximize it and you know how much we're going to save and how much this and how much that but ultimately it comes down you know to quality the way we want to make it and if we have that ultimate power to just make it ourselves and make it consistent every single time and you know we have to turn down every single company that comes in and, and offer us you know like your chata the Jamaica, they, they have all kinds of flavors, you know, but yeah. to us, it just comes down to, like, we make it, we take the time to do it, and, you know, just keep up with the quality that we're offering customers, so. Mm-hmm. And, and you get people that are willing to pay for that, mm-hmm. you Correct. know, that want the crafted awas, that want the crafted tacos. Yeah. So that, that's well, I was going to say, it's, it, you're almost adding to the experience, or the, sorry, the flavor to the taco, because, like, for me, when I go to In-N-Out, I gotta, I gotta have a Dr Pepper with the burger just because of the flavors and the experience. Because that's usually the way it tastes better for me. Uh huh. Now you're eating a taco here, and all of a sudden you're having it with whatever the the horchata, the mm-hmm. the cucumber one, and now you're creating um, a pattern or a signal that that you know this combination's good. Next time you come around, guess what? It's gonna be the same combination, right? Yeah. Correct. Um, so I, th- I think you guys are onto something, and I think it makes sense. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I know Remo's already his in his head. He's already spinning how you could add the hummus to the uh, to the <laughs> menu, I, I or no hummus a, today. A hummus with uh, what is it? <laughs> a shawarma taco. Taco. Ooh, that might be good. It's funny because we've actually ha- have ordered um, food 
uh-huh. from a few places around here, and, and we do think about doing something Mediterranean uh-huh. here, too. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that was yeah. another thing that we were thinking, like, okay, can we, should we stick to Latin flavors, Latin things, or do you want to kind of explore other kind of uh, cuisines, you know, and put that into a taco. Of course, you get, like, the most famous one you have is the Koji truck, which started with, like, the Korean tacos and stuff like that. So, that's one thing I've always kind of thought about, but for sure we want to make our our roots in Latin right now and then down the line, of course, when our menu is really set to what we like it, people maybe want to try something different, so then let's bring in, you know, the shawarma taco, or let's bring in the... Kung Pao chicken taco or something like that. Exactly. You know, something, we did, uh, these are conversations that we yeah, actually we have. Yeah, we have a lot of crazy <laughs> conversations. <laughs> these are these are things that we actually like constantly talk about. Oh, what do you think if we do this? What do you think if we do that? And a lot of the times we'll just play around in the kitchen and get it done, and you know we'll we'll just do it for ourselves. But eventually, it'll it'll get to the customers. Yeah. Well. I know Remo's already thinking of the taco, the taco name. If you do make it, so the uh, Remo, the, the, the yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Remo taco, number one seller here. Talk about a Remo. No, that's awesome. Uh, so uh, obviously, we talked about your food. We talked about the the place location. Um, what's your guys' background? Because I mean, I know you guys are chefs, and you guys have been around the industry for a while, mm-hmm. but like. Where does all this come from? Like, like, have you guys always wanted to be chefs? I mean, uh, well, for me, uh, I mean, I've always loved cooking. My grandma would always tell me stories. You know, when I was a little kid, I couldn't even look over the counter, and I would tell her, like, ask her, oh, do you need help cooking? And it was probably my grandma where I learned to love to cook, and, you know, that's where I learned a lot of uh, Mexican, like, uh, recipes with the chilerajas, you know, menudo, all these different things. And, you know, going to school, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. And I never thought of cooking. I always thought, you know, you had to be a lawyer, a doctor, do some profession in the office or something. And my mom said, like, you know, you always love cooking. Why don't you try doing that? And I went to a two-year program at Cypress College, mm-hmm. and I did the culinary there. And I really loved it, fell in love with it. And at that time, I found a job at Flight. And then from there, I went on to uh, Cal Poly Pomona, and I got my bachelor's in hospitality management. But a lot of people who go there, like, they want to be front of the house, right? They want to be managers, you know. But for me, I, there's me and, like, three other kids, we love the kitchen. So it was a great experience to meet and network with a lot of people. But in the end, it's, like, the best way to learn uh, about cooking is to work. And yeah. flight is definitely where I learned, like, a lot of my skills and where it comes to It's always busy and crazy over there. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's how I ended up cooking for me. What about you, Carlos? Um, uh, my mom's also a chef, so oh nice. Uh, I was 11 years old when she opened up her first restaurant. Nice. So I was involuntarily like involved in, in, in the industry and child and, labor yeah. somehow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Free prep. I, I, I did. I, I I think I I didn't like it because of all of that, and and I think that even when I kind of liked it, I kind of took it for granted because it wasn't something that I wanted to do. Um, it was always just there, you know, and, and I never looked at the bigger picture. So I just knew how to do a lot of different things that my mom had taught me. But until I actually went to culinary school, um, the Cordon Bleu, um, I took that program. And, and, you know, I was lucky to have a lot of um, great chefs. You know, they inspired me a lot. They motivated me a lot. And, you know, it, it just I just saw the other side of it, like, how much I really loved it. I, I guess, like I said, I took it for granted because once they were able to point out like all of the qualities that I had in the kitchen and how hard I worked, and you know, it, it just it just 
I just fell in love with it, I guess. And you know, it was it, it was a dream for me um, to to open up my own restaurant, and you know, it's it's fulfilled now, I guess. Well, not completely because now I'm thinking of grander things of other restaurants too. <laughs> nice, nice. That's nice. awesome. Well, you guys have been in Whittier for some time. Let's start with some of our Whittier questions. Um, what if there was something in Whittier that was missing? What would it be, and what would you guys like to see in in Whittier and Uptown Whittier? Well, one thing I was talking to him. Well, if it comes to food, because we were originally going to do this idea, but right now we're still stirring towards tacos. Peruvian. There's really no good Peruvian restaurant. I think around here in Whittier, right? When it comes to a Peruvian restaurant, I want to say there's one in Pico slash Santa Fe Springs. Oh, okay, might be yeah. But I feel like a Peruvian yeah. restaurant up here would be would do really yeah. well. Yeah. To me, Latin food. Like just, you know, South American, Central American, Mexican, you know, touch few dishes that, you know, that are not really exposed and make them just the same way we did with the tacos, you know, put in our own little touch in there. You know, um, I love Cuban food. I love Peruvian food. I would love to uh, be able to to do those dishes for the customers. Um, there's really nothing like super Latin. Like, there's Mexican restaurants. There's a lot of restaurants that have their own concepts. But I think that, like, a Latin concept is what we originally wanted to do. And, and hopefully someday we could we could push those items here at JC's Kitchen. Nice. What about non-food? Look, I mean, is there anything you guys feel that's missing? Hmm. Like something I mean, that you drive you drive in every day you're like man I wish they had you know this kind of store or place or I mean to be completely honest I don't spend much time other than here <laughs> so <laughs> so when I'm like driving I'm like driving okay I'm coming here to work spending you know 24 hours here and then just going home and just sleep maybe a bed in yeah, the yeah is there a place I would like a, a, a house closer that's what I would like uh, right next to the restaurant <laughs> Yeah. What about you? Um, anything that's missing? Gosh. Or anything that you drive out to, like like on the weekends? or. or I am going to say that I have become very um, a big fan of ramen. If there was like a local ramen place, like a good ramen place here, yeah, yeah. it would be great. No, I hear you. I haven't been there yet. So. You know, my wife likes it. Uh, for me, it's a hit and miss. Yeah, like, it, it was good. Don't get yeah. me wrong. The, the food was good, but it like when you go try other places, it's just like so much more elevated. It's like the flavors are so much more intense. And, you know, that that's basically what I what I kind of mean with that. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't want to drive too far, there's a good location here over here. Uh, <laughs> unless the ramen has chicken or something. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's a good, good spot. Well, when you guys are, are not uh, in the kitchen and eating the tacos here, which places would you venture off to? Or where are some of your go-to eateries here in the area? Mm. Oh, in this area? Yeah. And uh, what are Well, for sure in this area, my favorite place is, is Avu's. I love sushi, really? and that is definitely... I got to say, it's yeah. my favorite place, really? too. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. They actually all came here, like, within the first, like, week or two. It was yeah. Saito, which he's the owner, yeah. and then the, the two chefs, the Jack, chefs yeah. Jack and, and uh, Sue. Sue, yeah. They all came here in order. Yeah, I got to say that, that I'm actually going to go have dinner there tonight. <laughs> there you uh, go. Whenever I get... Because a lot of the times, we we'll, might have, like, Mondays off early, but, you know, they're closed. But whenever I get a chance, if I have it an evening and... and I feel like having something local, definitely. And, like, this place used to be a sushi place, so she left a lot of, like, 
Japanese like dishware and stuff like that. So we were like, we didn't want it, and we were thinking like, okay, well, we're we don't want to sell it. it. Yeah. We were just trash it, and then we talked to him, uh, Saito, and like, hey, do you guys want this stuff? And he's like, oh yeah, thanks. It so it was like a lot of yeah. Stuff. So we just gave it to him, and yeah. Well, I like, hope you reported or said, I, hey, let's. He, uh, well, no, well, we just <laughs> gave it to him. We weren't expecting anything because I mean, we always go down there. He it's always really nice and nice. cooks us up uh, pretty well with sushi. And then probably like a few days later, he comes in through the door and he comes back with like two 12 pack or two oh, 12 cases packs of beer. Yeah. Of beer. And we're like, okay. He's like, oh, here you go. Have it. I'm like, oh, thanks. We weren't expecting anything. Where's the sushi he has at, though? Beers too, yeah. So it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, you know, I, I, since I've been here, I have not gone to his place yet. Really? So maybe he wants to Oh, you got extra chase, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, right there on, uh, what was that, Bright and Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. next time, Remo, you have a lunch time free. You want to buy me lunch? Sure, we'll come here. <laughs> Make sure you sit at the bar. <laughs> oh yeah, sit at the is bar. Is that what it is? Sure. Yes. yes. All right. well, I gotta, yeah. I gotta go check it out now. The chefs are very, very nice. So tell Jack bar. that we sent you, and you'll be good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like, hold on, they promised me two tacos. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything with you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You guys are having uh, anything special that you guys have coming up? Because I know you guys have your, your ribbon cutting, uh, right? No, we're going to be waiting for that until we actually get the oh, really? beer and white license. Yes. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's going to take some time, but it, right. it'll be good. So hopefully by then we already have a really good clientele base and okay. and we can do something big. But, yeah, we're definitely waiting. We're going to wait Okay. until we do that. And I know Jesse mentioned it earlier about following you on Instagram. Uh, if someone wants to follow you guys, see some of your dishes, come by, how do they connect with you guys? Oh yeah, so our Instagram is uh, JCS Kitchen Whittier, uh, and then on Facebook it's the same thing at JCS Kitchen Whittier. And yeah, if we ever have specials, we post it up on there. Um, if for some reason uh, there's anything new, you'll you'll find out all that information from there first. As far as the summer goes, we did agree today that we're gonna be doing uh, ceviche specials every Friday. Nice. So every Friday we're gonna have where we will either have the same recipe, or we will probably change. You know, shrimp, fish, or you know, yeah, just different, different types of different, different kinds styles. and different styles. Yes. Nice. Yeah. But it'll be a ceviche for. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There you go, man. Now you have another place to stop by. Uh, Evan Ev- Ev- will come by and probably pick <laughs> some up. <laughs> oh awesome. man. Well, thank you guys yeah, thank for you guys for so everything. Um, do you guys want to give your actual uh, physical location, your address, and how do they? Yeah, sure. We're on uh, sixty-five forty-one Greenleaf yeah. Avenue. Like making sure I, I got Luckily that Luckily, it's right. in the window. Yeah, yeah. sixty-five forty-one Greenleaf Avenue, uh, right across from Art's Pawn Shop. So a lot there of people, you. that's the easiest way. They're like, where are you guys? Or or by or, the dog room. Or by the pet room. Place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hold on. Have you guys have you guys got any orders or or customers from next door? Oh, from the, the seller? seller? Yes. yes. We'll get we'll get a decent either they'll call in or we'll see them walking across and they stop by cuz the bartenders there usually we kind of at the beginning we gave them a lot of tacos and drinks and stuff so they always recommend us, you know, whenever You know, when they somewhere. first opened um and that was always my thing. I'm like, "Man, how is it that you guys have no food cuz like, you know, it, it, all they have is obviously beer mm-hmm. or liquor." 
Mayes got to hook up with like a taco truck or a taco person or somebody who sells tacos nearby. Cause uh-huh. Correct. This is perfect, you know? Yeah, like, they're literally cool. like 10 steps away from us. Yeah, so like, yeah. a lot of times we'll get orders and they're like, we're at the salad. Like, can you deliver? Like, sure. And we just run it straight there. It's still hot and fresh, you know, because they do offer menus from other restaurants in Uptown. And some of them are close by, but some of them are a little bit further. So yeah. by the time the food gets there. But yeah, our... Since we're right next door, like we're definitely one of the top uh, choices. Nice, nice. And beer and tacos, you can't. Yeah, no, you can't go wrong. <laughs> can't go wrong. All right, guys. Well, thank you again thank for you everything, so much, guys. Yeah. And um, we'll have to continue this once you guys expand your uh, your menu. Yeah, yeah great. great. Thank you for having right. us. Thank you, guys. Bye, Woodier. See you later, Woodier.